Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you, man. Wow, what a radical time we're going to have, man. Last week we covered Revelation chapter 1, uh, chapter 22, verse 1 to 9. And uh, yeah, man, it was radical. We were talking about some good stuff. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm always excited. <laughs> Why not, right? God, Christ, Jesus Christ is on the throne and He's coming back. And we don't got to worry about tomorrow because Satan's going to be bound for a thousand years. And that's what we were talking about last week. We were talking about the uh, post-tribulation and the wrongness of all these different types of trims. And, you know, but we were talking about Revelation chapter 20 where Satan was bound a thousand years. And we were talking about the, the fulfillment of Daniel chapter 7 verse 18 and the aspects of judgment and the ruling, it's basically referred to in the 1 Corinthians chapter 6. But basically, we're talking about the devil and how he will be held there for a thousand years. And, the, uh, you know, the dragon, who's known as Satan, uh, metaphorically, the dragon is Satan what, that was in control of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. And we've seen that in Genesis chapter 3, but we knew that God had a sovereign plan for Satan because he would be shut right up in the abyss for a thousand years. And then, listen, will be briefly released to deceive the nations one final time before being cast into the lake of the fire. And basically, he must be released because... <laughs> He's not going to escape from the pit of hell, but he's going to be allowed to go uh, back and forth. He's going to go go from the pit to fulfill God's sovereign plan and the basically uh, interpretation here of the thousand years reign is of Christ and has been sub and, and basically is the subject of this whole controversy here which is uh, so basically people understanding a thousand years. And so we talked about that. And people get upset because they're like, they, they believe other things that they don't really, you know, know anything about. But it's, it's crazy how we talked about Job last week and how he suffered for Christ. It's a radical recap of last week. And so the saints here are going to reign with Christ for a thousand years. We're going to reign with Jesus Christ. Okay. And we talked about how um, in verse four, where he saw thrones and they sat on them and the judgment was committed to them. And then John said that I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Those are the ones being persecuted for Jesus Christ. Here he's coming back with them you know, to so that they can see the punishment of Satan. And that's going to be the day, man. It's going to be radical. And, you know, Job, I was giving you an illustration last week about how Job was persecuted by the devil. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word, Lord. We ask that you bless it in your holy name, Jesus. Go before us, Holy Spirit. Speak to us through your word. And, and your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen. I'm excited because Ezekiel 38 and 39 is going to be coming to play here. We can see where in the end, Gog and Magog, are, they're going to be gathering them 
uh, 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 together for the battle. And basically, uh, the nations, you know, the devil's going to get the nations to rile against a nation against nation. And when we're going to see it, it's, 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 it's radical, man. This is a radical end times chapter book. I'm not totally like uh, into the scare, fear, tactic, scare to your arms into Jesus. But I'm just telling you that this is going to happen and we got to be ready, believers. We got to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. And so we see right here in verse four, and I saw thrones and they sat on, the, and they sat on them and the judgment was committed to them. Then I saw, listen to this, believers. There's two groups he's talking to. Last week we seen where we were talking about two different groups. Okay, remember the first audience that was, which was it wasn't that it was the post trip. It's not correct. So these verses were lumped together. Remember we talked about how they were lumped together, and then the second audience we talked about the church, how they were overcomers, and the second group were at, where he says, and I saw the souls of the martyrs. Chapter 6 talks about this in verse 9, where the souls are, 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 are the word of God. The souls are slain the word of God in the testimony of God. Revelation chapter 7, verse 13. And we see the great tribulation. We, we see where we will return with, to, with, with Jesus to the earth to claim the earth. He's already claimed it with his blood, but we're going to come and, and watch the enemy be destroyed. Uh, and we're going to see, listen, he's coming and, and, and he, and he, and he's coming and there's going to be a thousand years. He will reign. We will reign. Okay. With Christ and the earth basically is going to be restored like it was before the flood. And so believers be ready, man, because it's happening, man. It's happening. And so we talked about Job, how Job was attacked by the devil and how, how Satan, believe it or not, he serves, he serves a divine purpose. And one of the purposes is to mess with us, to test us, to tempt us, so God will see how faithful we are to him, even in the end. I know that sounds kind of sick, but it's, it's a way of actually being tested by God, not the devil, because Satan will te tempt you but God will test you. But ultimately, God used the devil to so we could prove our love to Jesus. And this is what it's really about, man. I mean, think about it. But ultimately, Satan had to ask God to mess with. He has to ask God. He needs to ask permission from God to, to, to actually, you know, really put us through a lot, man. I mean, it's, it's, this is where God's and God loves us. We belong to him. Okay. And so we don't have to live in fear. So verse five says, listen to this. So verse four says, I mean, and it goes on and says that I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their forehead. Remember that, or on their hands. There's going to be a time, believers, where the a government, where a government, or a, you know, somebody's going to want to try to put a mark on our hands or our foreheads, and that mark is the mark of the beast, and that signifies in the Bible that we cannot uh, buy, sell. It says it in the Bible that we can't buy, sell, or trade without that mark. 
And so it's, it's going to be bad. And if you take it, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's exactly what this book is saying. It's true. Um, so you really need to understand. I got an email. I got, I got a letter from somebody, you know, in uh, California. And they're saying, oh, it's got to be a tattoo chip. 666, man, that's the mark of the beast. And, 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 and Bill Gates is doing it and all these people. And, you know, I, I, I get, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't believe there's going to be a tattoo chip on you where they scan you with a barcode. I believe that in the Bible, it certainly says that we will know, we will be fully aware of what we're doing with the mark of the beast. And it'll be our choice whether we reject Christ or we receive this mark. Believe me, this is what it says. So don't buy into all this false prophecy about how, oh, yeah, they're coming to get you. You know, no one's coming to get you. You know, we're going to have a clear decision like Adam and Eve had to take this mark or to leave it. And they chose to sin against God. <laughs> and why God gave, you know, he took... They were naked, they felt naked and ashamed. And that's where the conviction started in the Garden of Eden. And so we see the we see the uh, mark of the beast. Don't take the mark on your forehead or on your hand. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Verse 5 says, But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now there's another one, but hold on. Blessed is, blessed, and the, listen to this, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be uh, priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Isn't that radical? I mean, what God is going to do. The second death is the everlasting death of torment in the lake of fire for unbelievers who face the great white throne judgment. And so John has this previously. He stated that the one who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. So we got to be ready believers. We have to understand that Jesus Christ is in control. And verse 7 is going to talk about how Satan, the satanic rebellion will be crushed. Listen, now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released. And here we go. We're back on track. From his prison. And he will go out to deceive the nations. Which are in the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog. And to gather them together to battle. Whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up. Listen to this. Up to the breadth of the earth. And surrounded the camp. Now Magog and Gog and Magog basically was in Ezekiel 38 and 39 and some people hold that that's the battle you know and and this and that but here's the deal listen Magog was actually a uh Magog are the Scythians okay they occupied the north their their, their modern day Soviet Union they they they, they occupied the Crimea, the, the semi, they were the semi-wild people. They dwelt, they dwelt by the Black Sea and the Caspia, and it's which is now called the Soviet Union. But this is where, in the battle, in Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, 
uh, the hooks are in the jaw and the army and the shields and the swords and all that stuff it talks about, but it talks about nations, okay? But what are, what are the nations that are not named? And that's the key here. Who are, who are, who are, who are the ones that are against Israel? And we see that Iran, we see that, uh, you know, Iran and, uh, you know, other countries are against Israel. And we see uh, the last days, but I don't think in this last days, I don't think it's not going to be the Battle of Armageddon. I think it's uh, a worldwide war. And I think the Antichrist and the Western powers and all that's going to come to play in the end. But we see um, we see the Antichrist, you know, rising up in the final battle. It says that the final battle will be the Megiddo, but that's halted by Jesus Christ. So the battle, um, I believe as a, a follower of Christ, I believe as a messianic that the battle, you know, it will happen. But I think that, I personally think that, you know, uh, believers shouldn't focus on when or how or what. I think they need to focus on a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think they need to set their eyes we need to set our eyes more on Christ and what Christ wants to do in our lives. And we could talk about the battle of Armageddon all day. We could talk about the Lord's great victory over the nations. We could talk about all these great radical things and all these awesome, you know, this and that. But the most important part is what are we doing for Jesus Christ? We can get into college, end times. We can get into verse by verse like we're doing, but what are we really doing for Jesus Christ? What are we doing? And this is a powerful argument. And there can be no question that evil and pain are a big problem to both belief and a believer or behavior. But... Christianity offers no knockdown solutions, man, but the Bible does. It gives us a ground to stand on as we try to live in a world where suffering is real. And we must say, look, is this really about uh, being, you know, uh, worried about wars and many wars? Yes, the Bible says this to be ready. I get it. But I think we need to be ready personally. And if we are personally ready, then the Holy Spirit can use us in a mighty way where we don't have to worry. Because Gog and Magog, Magog there will be a battle. And together, them together, to the, they, the, whose number is, is in the sand of the sea. And they, it says here in verse 9, they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp. Listen, there's going to be war. There will be a war. We see it. All around us today. Okay? Listen, believers. And of the saints and beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and, and devoured them. So there it is there. Why do we have to worry as believers? God's going to devour them. Why do we have to sit there and say, 
Oh, it's coming next week. Get ready. Get ready, it's coming. Oh, there's a war over there. Oh, there's a war over here. Yeah, we know about the wars. But do we know about all the homeless people? Or all the people that don't know Jesus that are strung out on morphine and, and, and on drugs? Are we out there saying, look, come to Jesus. We can help you. Get out the fentanyl. Get out the drugs. Get out the alcohol. Listen, are we spending that quality time with the ones that are hurting? Are we able? Can we get out there and do that? What's the greatest commission? Jesus said to go. Go out to all nations and preach. Teach. Get out there. You know, it says here that this... Fire came down and got and, and out of heaven and devoured them. Verse 10 says the devil who deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. See, because they're working together. There's false prophets right now in the world. They're already working together, getting ready for the Antichrist to come up. He's already here in the, in the earth and come against Israel come and come against America and come against the world and deceive the nations and to dis. Disarm your brain, get you, get you away from the love of Christ and the word of God to scare you away from speaking on YouTube or on the internet. Oh, don't listen to because you can't say certain things, you know, but meanwhile, there's millions of abortions happening. Abortion, it's murder. But we can't talk about that because it's, I'm offended. No, you're, you're, you, you did the crime. Now you, God will forgive you. Move on. Let's just move on, repent, and move on. Come to church, come to Christ, and love others. But if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you're not going to make it. When the final rebellion is put down by the Lord, the devil will join the beast and the false prophet, and, and, and they'll be tormented forever in the lake of the fire. And the great white throne is a picture of God's holy rule and judgment. And the one occupying the throne may be God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three in one. And he knows everything. It's not, it's not up to us, man. But God's grace and mercy endures forever and he loves us with an everlasting life, a love that can, nobody can take away. God says that nobody can separate you from the love that I have. Not nothing. And you may be thinking, no, you don't understand, man. I'm just a bad person. I'm a, I'm a killer, a murderer, a gangster. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gang, gangster and I'm a, I'm a bank robber. Whatever you are, man. <laughs> God says, give it to me and I'll make it clean. White as snow. And you don't got to worry about you about anything because I'm going to protect you. Lo, I am with you even to the end. Jesus Christ said, don't worry about t- t- today or tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Listen, God says, get ready, be prepared. You know, he's going to put Satan and the Antichrist in hell forever. Wonder what he could do to us if we don't receive him. Well, that's condemnation, Joseph. No, the Bible says it. If you don't receive Jesus Christ, you're going to burn in hell. I'm sorry. And I don't ever say this. 
I don't say it like that. You could go through all my sermons and you'll see brimstone. I don't preach that fire and brimstone message. But here it's saying, if you don't have Jesus, you're going to stand and be judged. But if you have Christ, you don't got to worry about it. Because verse 11 says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. Wow. Wow, man. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. This is what John seen, man. And books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the works by the things which were written in the books. Listen, the dead and the living are going to be judged. No matter what you did, you're going to be judged if you don't repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. And don't do it anymore. Listen, I was having a conversation the other day with a woman. And I told her, look, you can't have it both ways. The woman at the well came to Jesus. Jesus came to her and said, uh, she said, sir, basically, what are you doing over here, man? You're, 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 I'm a Samaritan. You're, you're a Jew. You're, you don't belong here. You know, the, we worship over here on this mountain and you worship in Jerusalem. And Jesus was like, woman. Basically, long and short, I'll get to the point. He gave her water. She, he gave her the living water. She was already with other men and she was dirty and he fixed her and he, he healed her. She, he gave her his water of living water. She was filled. And what about the woman that was getting stoned for adultery? He said, woman, go and sin no more. Where are your accusers? One by one they left. That's what I'm saying. Satan is a liar. We can be forgiven. And she walked away and, and the Bible doesn't say, oh yeah, she went to the next guy and went on into her own life. Listen, women out there, are you listening? You don't need men to fill your, fill your, uh, uh, that peace inside you. Jesus will give it to you. Women, you don't need men to fill you. You need Jesus. He will fill you with that love. Women, I say it again. You don't need your husband to fill you with a void. Jesus Christ will fill you with that void. He will come and replace everything. He will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Women, I'm telling you, marry Jesus Christ spiritually and watch what happens to you. Watch. Believe me. I've seen it. I've seen it. Get on your knees and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I'm a, I'm a sinner. I need you. And your husband will say, wow, what is this radical love and merciful character you're displaying? And he will come and say, I want, I want that. Or he might get mad. But don't divorce him. God hates divorce. Stay with him. Pray with him. Unless he's abusing you. But the Bible says this is what happens. Believers, listen. We're going to suffer. It's part of the plan. Listen. The devil, it says here, it says, listen to this, man. This is, this, is, this is amazing. The book of life is serious. When you receive Jesus, you get baptized and you're entered into the book of life. The Lamb's book of life. Your name is there. You get a new name. It's written in the books, man. The angel's going to, they're going to open the books and say, hey, there you are. There he is, right there. I see him right there getting baptized in the ocean. 
It's amazing, man. It's, it's amazing what God can do. You know? And we see, and we're almost finished, we see, verse 13, it says, the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Okay? We'll get into that in a minute. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Right there is what it says, not me. Believers, you need to get right with Jesus Christ. Non-believers, even non-believers, you need to get right. Meaning, right like a relationship. You need to have a personal relationship. These are the records that God has in heaven of the books here, man. These are these books are all the works done in, in this life. But, but since all have sinned and fallen short of God's standards, it says it in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the opening of these, these books would lead to eternal sentences, man, either in the lake of fire or, the, or, or eternal with heaven. With Jesus, the sea is the resting place of the unburied bodies. And death in Hades is not only referring to the dying, okay, but to existence beyond the grave. It's, you know, it's intermediate abodes of human bodies, you know, giving them up to God's judgment. While unbelieving humanity is judged according to the works of the death and Hades of the Lord's final enemy. It's for the final enemy of God. Look at 1 Corinthians 15 verse 26. It's serious. It's the just punishment of the wicked. And so the first death is physical dying. And then you have, basically, there it is. Like Adam and Eve, when they died, when they sinned. Genesis 2.16 but only God's who elect those whose names are written in the book of life will escape the lake of fire. You won't be judged because you've already been, you're, you're with Christ. You're there. You're, 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 you're seated with Jesus. Ephesians says when you receive Jesus Christ, you're seated with, you're seated with God. You're, you're, you're right there with the Holy spirit, man. He's living in you. He's working in you. That's the radical work of the Holy Spirit. When he comes in you, he moves freely where he wants to move. As long as you're obedient to him, he will use you. Isn't that amazing? I don't know how that can... Hey, that gets me high every day, man. I mean, I'd rather get high on that than a bottle of booze. Or a rig in my arm. Or fentanyl. Stay away from it. It's a killer. Listen, you're seeing the last days. We need to get ready, man. We don't need to preach, oh, get scared of Jesus. Ah, he's coming to burn. We need to preach love, mercy, repentance. And yes, we need to be aware of the coming of the Lord. We need to preach about end times. But in a way where it's a receiving gentle mark on the souls of non-believers so that they will come and draw near to him. Are you thirsty like the woman at the well? Because Jesus will fill you. He will give you living water because we're going to have a new Jerusalem. It's going to be radical. The holy city. It's a title that applied to the present Jerusalem, man. 
But here it's going to be radical. It's, it, wow. I mean, I had a dream of it. <laughs> I had a dream, man. I was swimming in the river. <laughs> I, I was going to the gate, man. I'm like, here I am. I'm, man, I'm just swimming in the river. I see children laughing and playing, and I see the gates of heaven, man. And I'm like, let me in. <laughs> and I woke up, and God said, no, not yet. Not yet, man. You got more work to do. Listen, believers, you got to get ready, man, because it's no joke, man. This is what the sovereign Lord says, man. You know? On that day, it says in Ezekiel, thoughts will come into your mind and you, and it says here, you will devise, you will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of an unwalled villages and I will attack a peaceful and un, unsuspecting people. We see in the end times in Ezekiel, and we're going to talk about that tonight on my other channel. Uh, we're going to talk about that, about, about how the evil schisms are coming in this world today and how they, how Satan's working overtime and God's going to destroy him. You see it? It's going to happen. The uh, locking up of Satan will happen. We don't have to worry anymore. And the dead are going to be, uh, you know, judged, raised and made to stand before God's throne on judgment. And it's going to be something else, man. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for Revelation chapter 20. And Lord, as we go through the end chapter of 21 and 22, Father, we, we're going to see the things made new. Lord, I just lift up all the non-believers, Lord, on this channel that are listening. Come, Lord, I pray, pray that you put a seed in their mind that they know that they can be forgiven of their sins if they call upon you and receive you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. For everything you've done, Lord, we, we wait earnestly for you, Lord, and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, fill this place now, Lord, and fill our life with your love and your mercy and your Holy Spirit. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus Christ. You are everything to us. We pray for the non-believers out there, Father. Lord, touch their lives. Lord, if anyone can't serve you in a way where they can't get out and do it father we know it's equal to praying father so we, we 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 pray for the ones that can't get out and we pray that they keep praying for the ones that can because it's the same thing in your eyes lord prayer get out there and do it for you lord we love you jesus and we thank you and amen god bless you guys and listen man next week we're gonna go into all things made new man we're gonna talk about revelation chapter 21 we're going to talk about uh woo, we're going to talk about oh it's going to be radical and then we're going to get into the river of life 22 and that's it man we're done with the, the book of revelation god bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word listen man until next time may the lord bless you gratefully and may you uh find peace and not worry about tomorrow or even today <laughs> God bless you guys.